Oh, man. The Joe Budden Podcast. Oh, my God, it's the Joe Budden Podcast. <laughs> it's the Joe Budden Podcast. I love you, Joe Budden. Oh, my God. You know what this is. Facts. It almost was a Spotify exclusive. I feel like we should be able to Spotify exclusive now. Anyway, you're not actually listening to Joe Budden Podcast. You're listening to Two Bells Podcast on RNC Radio. And you can follow, share, like, subscribe on all that iTunes or SoundCloud. I thank God you took off that living single-ass music. Oh, my God. It's outstanding by Gap Band. This is classic. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. <laughs> to people who need a prosthetic hip. No! No! <laughs> Old nigga anthems. Welcome back. Welcome back to episode 159 of the Two Bells Podcast. I am Meals. Mud boy. <laughs> are, you a, are you a mud boy? <laughs> apparently. You're a mud apparently, boy. Apparently the fucking, fucking rap genius says the niggas for the projects are mud boys. So they're just I mud was boys. like, do I play with mud? Is that what that means? That I, I don't know. That I got it out the mud? Because some niggas live in the projects and stay broke. I, I feel like these... In, they're mud like, boys forever. Nah, I feel like these are niggas from Harvard that are white that don't know shit about like hood culture. Mm-hmm. I think he's just saying that he got it out the mud is what he's saying. I mean, I feel like he considers his projects or like where he came. Like he he obviously like yo yes I came out the mud and I feel like you know that's kind of like he's kind of saying where he came from was the mud and now he's kind of like out or something. I don't know. Young niggas, man. Come on. It's a, sure. It, you know, young niggas. Young niggas. Young nigga. That was a classic. It really was. He, was he said he'll shoot a nigga in his dick or some shit like that. He's wild. I can't wait to do the 10-year thing, the 10-year dissertation or, or oral history on Loiter Squad. Loiter Squad? Oh, my you God. You mean, no, no, no. First of all, I think it's going to be, they're just going to push Tyler to the forefront. No, I mean, Loader Squad is done. It's been done. Done. No, done. I mean, when you go back on it, they'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll you know? just be like, yo, Tyler. But Earl was a part of it, too. I mean, it was a lot of things. And then they were just like, yo, season three, we're done. Like, it's a dub. Like, it, We want to move on. I feel like he's they, one of those um, creatives with a, a very high amount of, um, like, they get bored with what they're doing. Yeah. Like no matter how fun it is and how fun it looked in the moment, they're like, "Well, I'm done with that. I don't. I don't want to do." that I feel anymore. like he got out before people would complain that the show was getting washed. Mm. Like that season three, season four type of deal mm. is like usually when shows, especially sketch comedies, like I mean, Dave Chappelle made a big statement. He, he his show was popping like insanely popping for the three seasons it was on. He mm-hmm. quit like halfway into season two. Like he's just like. So he kind of set the standard of like don't last, don't don't stick around too long, or it's gonna become wash. And you know, facts. Who would have if we had been on season six of Chappelle's show? Would we have been like, yo, the show's the funniest? Thing I on thank Earth. God this is a podcast. Yeah, like podcast to me, it's like every once in a while you have uh, like evergreen content right. and, and ones that people want to go back to and listen to again. Yeah, but it's like if you're if you're doing a comedy show and it's got to be like funny all the time and always funny and always relatable it's like it's hard to find that niche of comedy you know i feel like the it's, best niche of comedy for doing that is just finding shit that people are relatable to without it being like without it sounding too much like twitter banter 
Oh, dude. About, like, ass-eating and $200 dates. And... First of all, I don't feel like any comedian touches on those topics, so I feel like there's going to be, like... On Twitter? A Twitter comedian? Huh. Twitter comedian. Those people aren't even funny. They're just sad. It's entertaining. I'll say that. Like, niggas were, so, niggas were convincing people that going to Greece was terrible, washed-up idea that no one wants to I do. I felt they felt and it's like, like... it's like, go, oh, everyone's going Santorini there. They're treating it like... Greece was just like... Like, treating now, it like it's fucking Miami. It's like, yeah. Like, like it's a Twitter nigga thing now. Like, it's just like, oh, everyone's, like, you know, taking pictures at the same hotel, off the same cliff, watching the same beautiful landscape and shit like that. And I was like, oh, niggas. Well, how about niggas just experience nice shit? Yeah. Just let people, you know, enjoy what they enjoy. I'm sorry that we don't want to go to, um, what's that that place that everyone goes to in Miami and gets those fucking, uh, the drinks. What drinks? The cup of some shit. Oh, my God. The cup of some shit? Oh, my God. I can't remember it now. Oh, my God. Oh, Fat Tuesdays. Fat Tuesdays? That's Everyone gonna... goes there for some reason. Nigga, that's like a chain. There's a whole bunch of yeah, Fat Tuesdays. But you know why? Because it's not in New York. It's like when people fly and go to Whataburger or something like that. Oh, I guess. Or goes to In-N-Out. Or I just... don't know. I just don't post where I be at eating unless I'm posting about the person I'm eating with. No, sure. Like, I think it's more so like, yo, my stamp, I'm here on the West Coast because I'm eating In-N-Out. As opposed yeah. to like... I'm eating like Shake Shack or some shit like that. I don't know. It's just customs are weird. To the, how do you feel? How are you feeling today? Oh yeah, I had I had like this whole like last night. I probably up until Thursday afternoon, like so. Last Friday, I go I DJ at the spot called Kingston. It's a restaurant in Harlem, like right off One Sixteenth, right by the, like the C train. I DJ there, and um, I, as soon as I plugged my computer for my Serato to let uh, Tuan finish out the night, my fucking laptop was bugging the fuck out so i i closed all my apps now when you say bugging bugging like oh like it like basically i was getting like a lot like everything slowed down like everything froze into Mm. frame so i was like force quitting a lot of applications "Mm, yeah exactly mm, so i restart my computer mm. and then my computer crashed i took it to apple apple told me hey your hard drive is failing i was like no so basically, I I you can do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, they can't do shit. Like you have to really pay them for the this. Like my like 2011 Mac. Sure. Mind you, most of the parts on this thing have already been replaced. Like the RAM's been replaced. Mm-hmm. The fucking battery's been replaced. I'd have to replace it again. Fucking hard drive, I replaced twice already. Mm. But um, luckily, I was able to back everything up on like what Monday. Get a new hard drive by Thursday. Upload the OS onto the computer. And partitioning and all that stuff, and then now like I'm in the process. Like even right now, I'm up. I'm downloading all the applications I had before. You got Photoshop, Google Docs, dummy. Google Docs. All right, okay. I, I need yeah, Photoshop exactly. on this fucking thing, man. Yeah, get Photoshop. Oh, you need Photoshop. I need. Photoshop. I, I got a guy. All right, I got a guy. All right, I just need. You know, I need. Photoshop. Fell off the van. I need. I need. You know, a little <laughs> Illustrator action. Some... I, I got you. All right, I got you. A little Hershey. sweet action. Say less. All right. Oh my god. Um, this week for me. Uh. We had a show fifty last week, which was fun. <laughs> it was lit, nigga. That show was fun. I wasn't on half of the show, which is hilarious. What? <laughs> I wasn't on half the show. So the when we were recording content for a show fifty, mm-hmm. it was also my girlfriend's birthday that week. Mm-hmm. So most of it, most of the times that we had picked out to record, I'm helping or getting ready or doing something through that. So, like, half of the show, like, there's this great segment with, like, Stat Guy Greg. Shout out to Stat Guy Greg. And this great segment with, like, Ernest Wilkins. I, he used to be a Deadspin writer. I'm not sure if he still works at Red Bull. Um, 
but he's in Crazy E. He's an amazing guy from Chicago. And they just had, like, great shit. And I'm just like, yo, I wish I was on this show a little bit more. But we made it happen. It was a, it was a very successful show. I, I very, you know, so appreciate that. Um, and then I've been, like, on this diet now, like, super diet of just, like, not eating any shit. And I feel good. I feel really, really good. Um... There's a lot of music that dropped over the last Shit, time. is there? There's a lot Fuck. of music that dropped. Um, and no, like, reputable actual news. I was looking through... I mean, all right, so on Twitter, breaking news. Kehlani's pregnant. Uh-huh. Big yeah. pregnant. Um, it comes as a surprise to everybody, considering she was like, yo, I'm queer. Dating a women. And queer. dating women. Yeah. And men are disgusting. Yeah. And things like that. And then, you know, boom. Like, any other lesbian, boom, pregnant. Um, <laughs> like, it's a... I have nothing to say. <laughs> Um, let's see. I'm t- any other news? I'm literally trying to find news. Like it's, I tried over. The- I think we should just jump into music. Everyone has been un- unproblematic. I haven't heard Chris Brown. I think Chris Brown has just been locked in his mansion for like the last eight months, mm. and not that's allowed smart to have any sort of human interaction. He's probably building society of his own and playing two K. Yeah, I mean playing two K. Um. The only thing that's really been, like, out here in these streets are, like, what people have been really clamoring for on the internet are, like, Joe Budden fucking podcasts. Like, mm. that's really it. Like, Oh, he almost got run up on. In Barnes & Nobles. By one offset. By offset. None of the story seems to make sense. None of it. None of it. Like, Barnes & Nobles. What was, first of all, what was offset doing in Barnes & Nobles? Well, he's probably picking up something for his kid. You know, he's got a child, so I'm sure he reads to the child. They're offset and Cardi B. I'm sure they get, like, free shit. Like I'm sure he just like shit. wants to walk into places. Either that, or he's got a hit out on Joe Budden. Maybe, maybe you heard he was in Barnes and Nobles. Could you imagine that? You're like almost like well over six feet, right? Yeah. You see this man who looks like a bald thumb heading into Barnes and Nobles, and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna fuck this nigga." Oh shit! There's Joe Budden. Oh shit! That's all he's going Pussy. through his head. It's like Quavo's Pussy. line, and I <laughs> and it's like, Pussy. Beat, a, beat a nigga's ass, call him Joe Budden. Joe Budden, Joe Budden, Joe Budden, Joe. And he's just like, yo, fuck. Mm. I gotta beat that nigga's ass. Because he's Joe Budden. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, nothing's really going on. Let's uh, get into the music. Yeah, let's uh, start with, let's start with like the singles that dropped and then work our way to the albums. All right. So, there's this, this is a big deal. This is a big deal because this is like, this could either become, this song could either become the most successful thing of the fall or one of the most unforgettable things of the fall. And that is the collaboration. <laughs> with an accent over See how eye. I did that? See how I did that? With Bad Buddy yeah. and Drake. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you feel about it? Huh? Oh, it's all right. How do you feel about it's it? It's not that hot. Um, that's what everyone's been really it's saying. It's not that hot, but it's like it's, it's Drake. the two right people to get it to be played up here and then to reach a Latin market. So I feel Hispanics like already love Drake. Right. Easily. Uh, every, literally every even when they hate them, even when they hate Drake, they still love him and they know. All I his feel songs. like they ha- they have a reason to hate everybody, but like Latinos, I mean, they don't have a reason to hate everybody. It's just like yo, I'm really fuck with this nigga, but like Drake is just like my nigga is Drake, like it's Drake El Drake. <laughs> that's how that's how it's pronounced. So, El Drake. This collaboration. It's, it struck me as a surprise because I thought it was... Because Bad Bunny doesn't always do reggaeton. Mm-hmm. So it's not a commonality for him to just, you know, do these reggaeton songs. He mostly does the trap market. Mm. But it's just, like, perfect for Drake. 
Um, this How's reminds- Spanish? How's his Spanish? His Spanish is alright. His Spanish is alright. He it's uses. Smooth. It's very. He uses his on a scale of Peggy Hill to like. Oh, anything. Romeo Santos. <laughs> First of all, Romeo Santos, like, as a Dominican, I think Romeo Santos is fucking terrible, bro. <laughs> he has this thing where it's just like, he, 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 he. He sounds like there's a penny whistle stuck in his throat, nigga. He's literally the biggest fucking thing. Yeah, he know. He's the biggest fucking thing. But he still buys, buys fake NY fitteds. Mm. You ever seen that picture? No, I where haven't. Where the, br- the brim is like like a platypus bill hanging off his head, <laughs> nigga. The brim is huge. And it's like a black nasty, too. Oh, my God. I got to find this shit. Hold on. <laughs> You're going to laugh. Type in Yankee Fitted. Yankee Fitted. There we go. Shout out to the Yankees. They're no longer here. Um, I mean, his hacking. Oh. Why is Rob why is Rob <laughs> Rob pops up first? Oh my God! Rob pops because he probably tweeted about it. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to Ugly New York. Shout out to Ugly New York. I shout out to Ugly Radio. I literally type in Romeo Santos Yankee fitted and Rob shows up. There we go. Look at that. Look, see, look at you th- found Rob. <laughs> you found the tweet. Rob is you content, nigga. <laughs> Oh my God! Yo, yo! Shout out the family. Shout out to the family. Oh my God! First of all, shout out to like. First of all, shout out. To, look at how small the logo is on that fitted nigga. <laughs> the brim, the sheer brim. Oh my God! Oh, my, where did he get this hat? <laughs> Canal Street. Nah, no way. <laughs> he got this at the opposite of limbs, lids. Oh my he got God. this at domes. Oh <laughs> nigga, my it just God. looks huge. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> nigga put a shrink ray on his logo. <laughs> oh, my God. So you're saying Drake's Spanish is good in this song. It's like, it, it works. Yeah, it works. It it's works It's going to get to the... When, or is this something that, like, immediately, like, people... Whether people want to hear it or not, is it going to be played Yes. Yes, and it's a good way for people. Just like when Come Closer came out, and it was a good way for Americans to introduce people that aren't used to Afrobeats to Afrobeats. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. This you is know, is. this is this is gonna be the thing that segues into more Bad Bunny reggaeton tracks, more Ozuna reggaeton tracks, more Anuel. But I feel like generally tracks. over the last like eighteen months or so, especially since like Despacito. Mm-hmm. has dropped everyone has just realized like yo there's a whole latin market that's completely untouched and they fucking love music when they saw what happened with um despacito and it became the number one song in the country for like an entire four months mm-hmm. um one billion views on youtube yeah made a shitload of money um then the following year cardi b comes back she does i i like it with mm-hmm. um bad bunny and now see that that was tapping into bad bunny's market nigga right so she does that number one song again uh-huh. becomes one of the hottest songs of the summer before it's like dethroned by drake again mm-hmm. and it becomes so it's like now there's i feel like there's a demand mm-hmm. for Absolutely. just to reach out to a latin market in terms of music and, there's already a nigga on that but i feel like d- Unless in term in terms of just America itself, I don't think they'll ever become super popular unless like you're actually saying English words. Yeah, it's kind of like it and kind that of, that's fine because this isn't meant for just regular America. This is kind of like it's in between. It's kind of meant for both. I feel, yeah, I feel yeah. It's more towards the the Latin side just because it's like there's not even an english version like in in english version like there is with the what's the other song the one that beyonce hopped on um mi gente yeah there we go that was weird 
She got to stop doing that. <laughs> but she made, I mean, I don't, I don't say she made the song. The song was already popping before her. But Yeah, she didn't. She just hopped on it and got all her people listening to it. Yeah, that's so, it. you know, that's sort of crossover appeal. But, you know, I feel like you need, but I, I heard Bad Bunny's English is not very good anyway. No, it's not. Um, So, you know. But big up him. Big up him. Big up the whole, you know, Latin trap. This, and the second, songs. the second Latin explosion in America, the second wave of Latin explosion in America. I guess um, uh, to me, that's that's really the best way to bill it because it's like after what, like two thousand. I want to say six. six. <laughs> yeah, after two thousand six. I feel like the all. last like popular reggaeton song I remember was like I don't want to say it because I always sound weird saying it. What? It's the Daddy Yankee song. Gasolina. No. Which one? That one was like the Rompe? J- yeah, there we go. Oh yeah. I felt like the Gasolina was like it was like close to the Genesis because mm-hmm. it came out the same time as Oye Mi Canto or mm-hmm. or Kante. Canto. There we go. Um and that was like, oh shit, Nina Sky, mm-hmm. Noriega, mm-hmm. and this fool called Daddy Yankee. Oh my this god. Fool. Um but you know what? I'm feeling it. Um feels like I'm just a no brainer from everyone involved. No brainer. Oh my god. That fucking song is stuck in my head. <laughs> I thank God that um it's weird, like the the seasonal radio at my job changes. So mm-hmm. in conjunction with the Queen movie, they're just playing Mad Queen. Queen movie? Yeah, there's a there's a movie for uh like basically based on Freddie Mercury and Queen's life. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Everyone's been the the White Streets have been talking about a star is born, that movie. What what is that? That's a movie with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Who? What? Uh-huh. And it's like... Oh, yeah. I saw the previews for that shit. I was like, oh, this is cool, but it's... it. It's I don't been, know. I'm supposedly not... Supposedly, it's supposed to like, take over the Academy Awards next year. Or something I don't know. Like Tractor that. Twitter is wildin'. They, they on their own <laughs> with that one. Jolene Twitter is wildin'. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy Lee. Oh, my God. Let's go to the second um, notable track of the week. Let's go to Kodak Black, ZZ. ZZ. Uh, I don't know if he means, like... Is that, like, code for Zoe? Zezer? Zizi? Zezer? No, Zo. This hat is still taking me out. <laughs> Nigga, you see that tiny logo? First of all. Shout out to DA Doman once again bringing you the problematic jams. Listen. Not, first, his, his incredible work giving three singles straight to the pedophile tiger. Now. This is taste with <laughs> a steel pan. <laughs> <laughs> this is taste with a steel pan. This is like Get a- rich or parang triumph. <laughs> I used to play Steel Pan briefly. Really? really? Wow, peak Trinidad. I know, just briefly for a summer. We went to a very West Indian summer camp. <laughs> well, yeah, I had Kitty Carnival too. It was kind of like that. It was, <laughs> was kind of like that. It's a Z shit. You sound like some cut by Trovo. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's the worst part about that? No one under like. 18? No one... Fuck what I'm saying. No one under, like, 22 knows that song. Nigga, if I'm talking about Webby, no one's gonna know what the fuck I'm talking about. No one knows... When I pulled up, like, not even some cut, it was, um, gimme... Gimme that pussy. Problematic vibes. Problematic. (laughs) Of the 2000s. Now, that's what I call problematic. He should've said please. If he would've said please. I think he would've... If he'd say, gimme that pussy. Please. Please. That's the ad lib. That's what Quavo was there. Please, please, mom. <laughs> um, how do you like the song? Kodak Black for me is someone who's like a very hit or miss. I say he's more hit than miss to me. Really? 
Yeah. I, I don't know. I listen to his extended projects. I, don't I feel just, like he's very talented. Like, in terms of just, like, songs that have a genuine feel and, like, you actually feel, like, that's a mud boy right there. He that's, feels like that's mud a, boy. That's a mud. Yeah, that's a mud. <laughs> he feels like mud boy. Like, he feels like if there was a poster child for mud boy, it would be Kodak Black. Um, but I feel like generally, albeit, you know, very problematic, always in the issues with the law, just says the wrong things, wrong time. Currently in a beef with A Boogie and Don Q. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know, right? He's in a beef with them? Yeah, it's almost like drowning didn't exist. Wow. Yeah. It's, you know what's even worse? What's up? It's like, I don't know, I feel like those should, like, A Boogie and Don Q to me are intelligent people. Sure. Not super, not like hyper-intelligent beings, but it's just like, what could have Kodak, what could Kodak have done to to even start a beef with them? Let's see what they say on the news cycle. It says, um, <clears throat> he says uh, he came on IG live at some point. No, I don't want to hear that. What up, guys? A complex news. Oh, nah. There's no <laughs> Bro, why'd you say it so loud? Because it just said a complex news. I'm All like, right. nigga. All right, see, now because that audio video, now we're not going to view it from complex. So thanks, guys. Fucking assholes. <laughs> Like, at least give me the choice to start playing the video. Don't go, hey, you guys want to know what the fuck is going on? I'm going to tell you really, really loud. Well, so everyone's, I don't want to say pivoting the video, but that's what it was. Um, a two belts video coming soon. Yeah. Um, point. I don't know. They he ate his burrito. He ate his burrito. He left his burrito in the fridge. He was at a session. He ate his burrito. It's, like, it's probably some kid shit. They're like 21 years old, like 22 years old. It's probably some whack shit. Like, that nigga was chief in the blunt. Didn't even <laughs> pass me none. I hate that nigga. You know what? I don't want to find out what this is about. I feel like, you know what? There's a better you know use of my time. And This ain't it? This ain't it. This ain't it. Um, This track also features Travis Scott and Offset. Mm-hmm. Um, Both... Big titties. Very. <laughs> Should we find that part? No. All right. Um, Turn that shit off. Um, how do you feel about the song in general? Um, She's on IG Live. And I feel like well. I feel like Da Doman is just here to eat Muster's non-existent food. Mm. He's basically just filling in that that well, that zone. Well, listen, Mustard. Mustard. We're gonna talk about Mustard somewhere on the. Mustard podcast. doesn't give a fuck about any of the like the. Like the topping the charts on hip hop or anything like that. I think he's trying to uh, see. That's where you're wrong, and that's where we we'll talk about it later. Because he is on a album that came out this week. He's all over an album that came out this week. Yeah, because it's on his label. Yeah, but he cares. He cares secretly. No, no, that shit. That shit. He cares. No, nah, I don't even say secretly. He fucking cares. <laughs> that shit to me. That shit ain't hip hop. I was like, this is some good R and B. There we go. But yeah, I mean, listen, D A. What is his name? D A. Doman. D A. Doman out here producing. Very sing- sim- singular bops. Singular bops. I was about to say similar bops. No, have you heard singular. Dip? I've heard Dip. Yeah, Dip. What is it? Taste. Taste. Swish. Swish. Swish or Swish? Swish. Swish. It's one of those two. All the yeah. shit. All that shit. Listen, same same tempo. Listen. Um, just easy. Serato, pull it up. Yeah, one, nigga, one, it's, it's mustard mode. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I call it. Mustard mode is fun. When mustard mode is like, oh, shit. That oh, shit is fun. Oh. Like, that's it, you know. All right, so I don't want to, you know, I don't want to. DJ Mustard definitely had a moment, and his moment has seemed to, like, pass. But when you talk about, when you spin a mustard set, it kind of really does go off. Because it varies from, like, a kid ain't Chris Brown 
Um, yeah, something that's really like in the pocket of like super poppy top forties ish shit, and then you could get to like real gutter shit, like yeah, YG stuff. YG shit, Drake shit, all this other shit, Big Sean shit, uh, Rich Homie Quan, all this other stuff, man. So it's kind of like, listen, he had his moment, but he had a very strong, kind of diverse showing in hip hop. I'll, I'll give him that. But anyway, let's call that black song. Um, I'm okay on it. I'm all right. Yeah, it's whatever. It's whatever. It's not gonna be the. It's not gonna be like the biggest bop he's ever had. It's not. It's not no. showing out. What but it does it sound nice. Oh my god. It's, it sounds nice. That's about it. Yeah. That's I mean, all I can really say about that shit. I think people wanted it. Um... People. Yeah. People kept demanding it crazy because they heard the beat was hard, and then like the song comes out, and I'm just like, no one's going to play this past like about a month or two. That's classic. Like. That's like finessing. Yeah. Via, like, social media. Because Ryan Leslie used to do that shit all the time. Remember when Ryan Leslie used to make beats on YouTube? And, like, he would show you how to make beats. And, like, he's calling, like, Amazon. And then, like, the Amazon guy shows up in the same day and brings, like, a trumpet. And now he's playing the trumpet on the song and blah, 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 blah. Then he's doing keys. Then he has to go to fucking, you know, Guitar Center, pick up some shit. Yeah, I hate First of all, let me tell you, I met Ryan Leslie in real life when I was working at McDonald's. The nigga ordered a quarter pound with cheese for me, straight. Nigga, he sat there in the lobby and just ate the whole thing while people watched him. He's Ryan Leslie. His head is fucking big, bro. I've seen Ryan Leslie. He's a cool guy, but he's also like no, not like a physically, cool guy. his head is huge. He's like a cool guy. He he looked like cool he lives life in big head mode. Is yeah. that what I'm saying? His yeah, head DKY, is huge. DK mode. No, 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 kid mode. Like a big head mode, like you know how I thought like that's t- what it was called. Nah, I've never heard someone called that DK mode. Nah, it sounded like dickhead mode. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, activate dickhead mode. DK mode. I know it was a thing on. It was a big head mode. It's a thing. I remember from Nintendo sixty four. That's how fucking wash I am because I don't have any other new fucking system. And it's, yeah, it's, it's stands- from the Donkey Kong games. Yeah. Oh, that's why they called it that? Yeah. I just called it big head mode because every sports game had like a mode like that. Like 2K19 has it now. Yeah. WWE 2K19. Yeah. Ding, sure. ding, ding, ding. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Ryan Leslie. Where, where art thou? Um, uh-huh. Even if I could just stay away, I don't really care. <laughs> um, I really don't. I don't I'm not a fan uh, anymore. Okay. Um, I like this old stuff. Um, we have new music from Mai Tai. Mai Tai? Oh, they dropped some joints? Jeremiah and Ty Dolla Sign. They dropped the joint tape, or? No, not yet. Oh. Um, I, I was only reminded that they finessed us all by saying we're going to drop in late August and never fucking dropped and never said a word about it. And then I was like, oh, shit. We got you, niggas. There's a new Jeremiah and Ty Dolla Sign song. And I was like, oh, okay. Where's the album? I forgot they didn't give us an album. Yeah, I don't know. This sounds just very in pocket of whatever Ty Dolla Sign and Jeremiah is. Except Jeremiah's doing his weird voice. That nigga sounded like Dollar Store Travis Scott. Oh, thank God, Ty Dolla Sign coming and being Ty Dolla Sign. You see this? I like Jeremiah this, and Ty Dolla Sign. I like man. them both, but it's like Jeremiah not doing it on it. He doesn't have... You know what's weird? It's like Ty Dolla Sign, I think, is a <clears throat> solid vocalist. Mm-hmm. But 
him on a song with Jeremiah, in terms of just vocally, he smokes Jeremiah crazy. He has way better range, um, makes everything kind of sound better. It's like putting, um, it's like putting ketchup on a hot dog. Whereas like Jeremiah's like relish. I've never tried relish, so I don't like relish. Really, but I do like Jeremiah, so I don't know what I'm talking about. but it's called going through some things. Um, apparently, their joint um, "My Tie" is going to drop um, October twenty sixth. Mm. Um, supposedly, allegedly. Um, excellent, excellent. It says that I don't know, but then also Def Jam hates Jeremiah, and Jeremiah hates Def Jam. So it's kind of like, I guess we'll get it when we get it. Yeah. I guess we'll get it when we get it because, quite oh, honestly, oh shit, shit nigga, come nigga, on. damn. Um, damn, nigga, shit, shit, nigga, damn. Let's talk about six nine. Oh wow. Let's talk about six nine. He has a new record. It's called Stupid. Fucking stupid. You know, it's very funny when he first came out. Niggas asked Bobby Shmurda what they thought about six. What he thought about six nine. He's people like, interviewing Bobby. Bobby Shmurda's like, can someone help me get out of jail? Yeah, just put money on my green dot. <laughs> That's what. Like, it why are you asking me about the current landscape of rap? Like, I mean, wouldn't you want to? Um, I would, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't want to answer if I was Bobby Schmurter. I'd be like, what do you mean? There's more money in an answer than being quiet. No, there's no money. I'm in fucking jail. You yeah. You can't even make money. Yeah, you can. No. You can have someone put it on your cards. He, he didn't have a career long enough to sustain to be able to continue making funds over a long period of time. Like the niggas, the nigga just made a hit record and then went to jail. He's been in jail more time, longer, the, the time he's been relevant mm-hmm. he's been in jail longer than he's been out of jail mm-hmm. so it's kind of like i don't know i don't know how he makes money but i wouldn't want to be asking that stupid money. shit but um he's featured on this new six nine song called stupid when like, he was asked his opinion though he was like <clears throat> six nine be with that fruity shit yo <laughs> that was that was the most brooklyn nigga answer i've ever heard and six nine was probably like yeah I have multicolored hair. Duh. Yeah, I be with that fruity shit, bro. What is you stupid? And that's how the song was. I want to ask a question. Yeah. This is produced by Takeys. Mm-hmm. Last single is produced by Murder Beats. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like he seeks out producers or producers seek out him? Because a lot he has a current streak of songs that have been very popular. With top-notch producers? Yeah. And no, just like he has a before he was with either of those two. Mm-hmm. Um you know, his first single what was it Billy, mm-hmm. then Gummo, mm-hmm. and everything else. He just it, they became popular songs, platinum, gold, certified songs, um, top you, twenty. Do you on want the me chart. to? Do you want me to tell it to you? Just straight off the bat. Yeah, just tell six, me. Let me. six nine is a plant. He's not a plant. He's a troll. No, he's a plant. I don't think he's a plant. Nah, man. Why do you say so? It's just like who's guiding him in this direction? Who's giving him this level of business sense? I don't know. He's not doing the kind of stupid shit I I see other rappers that just come out do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like he's doing a lot of stupid shit. No, no, no. I mean, like, it's marketable stupid shit. It's not like... It's not like silly stupid shit where it's just like he's on IG Live just looking at the camera for five minutes straight. Mm -hmm. You know? It's... There's someone. There's someone making this happen. 
not just the people that are fans of his. I don't. You know why I don't? Think There's so? a trajectory here. It's not that I don't want. You're not wrong, but I'm just like, who would go to the lengths that he goes to for like nearly being killed multiple times to sell records? Fifty Cent. Well, no, I mean. He almost got killed for real, for real. Like Exactly. He, I mean, he hasn't gotten shot yet. He hasn't got a bullet up his Yo, ass Yo, that's yet. the craziest part. Like, <laughs> he's he's going to get shot in the ass like Martin Lawrence and Bad Boys, <laughs> and his credibility is going to go through the roof. I mean, that's what that's I gonna think be. They, that's going to be the plant. That's what I've, I would have wanted. I'm like, nigga, you got to get shot. Like, you just, it just got to They're going to fake his shooting, it's too? Just, it's just got to. I mean, he faked. I feel like he generally did get fake getting pistol whipped because, remember, he posted some picture in the hospital of like yo they took my i got kidnapped blah 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 uh, uh, and it was like yo i got pistol whip i'm like nigga who says that but i think that was just a hard reboot for his career as like a troll now <laughs> i got pistol whip that's the hard reboot yeah that's the retcon that he was like oh they got me totally like i got what was coming to me oh, oh my no, god no, i can't no, believe no. it like oh my god oh my god um so now six nine he creates records he's willingly admitted that he create He's not an artist that takes rapping seriously. He does it because it's fun and he can and he's popular because people like what he does. Um, he's outwardly said that. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of rappers like that. There have been rappers through, like that throughout history. But uh, it come back to my original question. Do you feel like because of 6 ix status in creating, having multiple hits, do you feel like it's a... Because he doesn't really take music seriously unless he like really likes these producers and they kind of want to link up. But do you feel like he seeks the producers or producers seek him? I feel like whatever weird shadow force is behind this nigga, mm. it goes and says, I need you to work with this person because this person is hot. I need you to reach out to this person because this person is hot. I feel like he being like, what is he like? How old is he? Like He's probably like 20, 21. 20, 21. I feel like he doesn't have the business sense to do that yet. There's someone behind him. I mean, he's independent. So it's not like there's a like a label. Uh, for all intents and purposes now, he's independent. There's nothing but like a label. Does he have a distribution deal? Um, to my knowledge, no, he doesn't. Uh, um, that's interesting. That is very but he, interesting. I mean, you don't really need one, quite honestly. Like, his music lives on the internet. His behavior uh-huh. lives on the internet. It doesn't really need to be like distributed beyond SoundCloud and or, you know, iTunes or Spotify. Mm. It doesn't really need to be distributed beyond that. So it's kind of like, uh, it, it is what it is. But I feel like... I see. I feel like every move is a is very calculated. He has yet to drop a, another project. Um, Fifi was a, a big record for him. That's the craziest part t- for, like, me in my mind. Mm-hmm. Fifi was a big record for him. Fifi was a big record. I'm sure he wanted Bebe or BB. Bebe? The the the, the one Spanish with Anuel. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um and now he's got stupid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he just keeps the hits coming. It's interesting to see his career tra- trajectory. I'm kind of like where is this going? Where does this end? Where does this kind of cuz he's making clothes. <sighs> Niggas going to buy rainbow clothes? Yes. Right. Niggas wore pink for Cameron. If this nigga is as popular as the internet makes him seem like. Cameron is a cult figure. Exactly. 6ix9ine is not. 6ix9ine is us. a troll. He's a troll. To us. But I don't feel like kids like... So, I feel like when we were kids, uh-huh. and Dip, Dipset and Cameron, people worshipped Dipset. Worship 
Mm-hmm. I don't feel like they have the same. I think they like. Give it time. Uh, nah. If he lasts in this landscape, give it time. I don't think people. People would have to like. There's a in terms of worship, they worship the bars and they worship like the look. And it's like you can throw away the bars of six nines. It's more so the bars are replaced with the antics. Mm-hmm. So if you're like a fan of six nine, you're also like a fan of like cartoons or like cow and chicken or like yeah all and that's that's things. the market that we're in now because these these kids do enjoy cartoons um, these are the kids that grew up into adults or growing up into adults that weren't going to be ashamed to be watching cartoons it's just interesting mm-hmm. i don't know it's a it's a it's a wild sort of uh i don't know i feel like he's going to get that kind of status with these kids um we have there's a little pump in um Lil Uzi. Uh-huh. Uzi record? Have you heard it? Nope, but play that shit. Um, let me open this thing. Oh, haha, I'm an idiot. iTunes is already open, and I was trying to search on it. You're trying to search on iTunes on iTunes. for the record on iTunes. I was just like, oh, it's okay. You Everybody it? has those days. Oh, all right. no, I don't have it. You can play it. I, uh, if I didn't know, if I didn't hear about it, how the fuck would I? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. This is some real little pump shit. Uzi's verse feels like I'm surfing. What? <laughs> He's just floating on that shit, nigga. Yeah, he been knew how to rap, nigga. Ooh, this is hard. Wow, that sucks. Could you imagine asking a nigga for a feature and he just smacks you out of the water? What? Happened all the time. I can think of, like... <laughs> God, I remember when Usher did the Icebox remix for Romarion and mm-hmm. he just fucking blew the fucking blew his shit out the water. Like, and then they never played the remix ever again, and everyone remembers the original. But I remember the remix, Usher. Like, <laughs> um, great song to me, mm. especially coming like post. You're post. such a fucking hoe. I love it. Oh man. Um, but. You know, great song. I mean, I think Lil Pump, I'm just like, whatever with his... I mean, I have nothing against Lil Pump. If the song is fire, it's fire. His music is just weird. Yeah, I don't think he... He hasn't done anything to me. He's just made music and people are just like, this isn't real hip-hop or this is real hip-hop. And I'm just like... I mean, if the song trash, I'm not going to play it. But if it's fire... He just got to stop drinking lean. He's going to end up like... Like niggas who drink lean? Yeah, he's going to end up with that big-ass... That big ass lean, lean gut. gut, yeah. Lean gut. That mm. shit is so sad. Oh my god. Um, he had a fucking album called Harvard Dropout. Huh. Interesting. Um, but yes, Multi Millionaires a single it features Lil Pump and Lil Uzi Vert. I'm still waiting for that new Lil Uzi Vert project. Whenever the fuck it. I'm still waiting for Fendi Belt to drop. Mm. Maybe it'll drop on the project. It better. Or else he will have to fight me. He will have to fight you. Um, there's a new Anderson Pac song. You on your own with that one. 
You and Adrian are probably the only people in my lives excited about Anderson Pac. I'm record. not excited about Anderson Pac. Really? But I do like the song. Oh. This is that that AARP shit that you're talking about. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is the prelude to the Quiet Storm. <laughs> All right, now you listen to WBLS. You're old and your pussy can still get wet. Welcome to the Quiet Storm. <laughs> Give us a show on WBLS. And me just playing, <laughs> no. me just playing songs and you just like, get that old nigga shit out of here. Nah, they're they going to send me death threats and letters and shit. So here's my problem with Anderson Pock. Um, You have a problem with Anderson Pock? I oh don't like God. how he's... I don't. <laughs> I'm not like a super fan of Anderson Park. I it just is what it is. Yeah, I know I, you probably wouldn't be. I like his music, but uh-huh. I don't like how he's like forced upon you. Wow. I don't like like. It's like how I feel with Bruno Mars. <laughs> like it's nowhere where I can go where it's like you're safe from Bruno Mars. I wouldn't say Bruno Anderson Park is not an industry plant. But he's clearly someone. Oh please, he's, he's perched in, right under. He's in the Dr. Apple Dre's Music plant. Nutsack. He's in the Apple Music plant. 100%. Right under Dr. Dre's nutsack. He's in Interscope, um, Apple Music, uh, sort of production, where it's like. He's, and it's he's, okay if you're into that. But he's talented on his own. Don't get me wrong. He's fucking uber talented on his own. Mm-hmm. Songwriting, music, just playing instruments, all this other stuff. He's talented on his own. I just would love to be able to say like I naturally like an Anderson Pac song. Without them having to put it on every playlist, put it in the R&B section and the hip hop section and the pop section and the new music section and everywhere else, and just been like, and we got a new act for you. Like getting the opportunities that acts who generally work hard and don't get, mm-hmm. like a lot of people who are just working hard and trying to make a thing for themselves, like a Jacquees or a, a e- know, or just like anyone is sort of coming back and trying to make a name for themselves. And he gets opportunities they get. And if I were him, I'd be grateful for those opportunities. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like the world is trying to say, like, don't you like Anderson Pac? Like, Anderson Pac is so great. Like, don't you love Anderson Pac? I hate that family guy shit. Yeah. It's just like, don't you like to see pictures of my children? (laughs) That's exactly what it's like. It feels like that. I'm just like, yo, like, it is what it is. Um, What else do we have here? I'm looking for, I think we have a couple more singles before we get to the big album. Uh, oh, um, Jamaican producer Russian dropped a remix to the song he released with a, an Italian artist. I really don't know how to, his, how to say his name. It's like Sefara Ebesta or Ebista. And it's like the remix features Rich the Kid, Moneybag Yo, and Lil Baby. Huh. Yeah, right? So it's like this nigga's rapping in Italian and then the rest of it's in English, bro. Let's hear it. Oh, you want me to play it? Yeah, I want you to play it a little bit. I'm interested. You said, like, a whole bunch of shit, and I was just like, what? That's lit. What? That's wild different, bro. That's just... His drop is literally Vibes Cartel saying his name. Hey, Russian, because he's the guy who produced Clark's. Huh. Wild, right? He's also the guy that produced Crispy Kush. Small world. No, it's not. He no, really no. reaching out this to these is Puerto Rican... world. This is... No, he's really reaching out to these Puerto Rican niggas crazy. Okay. And for him to work with this Italian artist, like... 
And now he's got like he basically has like worked with technically Moneybag Yo and all these other people by extension. I like it. Okay, now. All right. I like it. You like it? I like it. I like it. I like his direction. I'm oh. going to find that song. Oh, just search up Pablo. Um, Breaking news. Tory Lane reveals the Love Me Now release date for his new album. <laughs> is that a puppet of him? It is a oh, man. He life-size got a... crank yanker of, <laughs> oh, no. of Tory Lane. Oh, no. He got to take off the hat from the puppet, though. I got to see what's underneath the hat. No, man. You, you ever seen a balding puppet? Nah. <laughs> it's just going to be a hand. You so can see the hand underneath the hat. It drops October 26th, the same day as my tie. It supposedly features Chris <laughs> Brown. Um, All these things are coming late. Baby, Gunna, of course, 2 chains. We got to have a conversation about Gunna and why he's everywhere. Um, why is his ill? Um, but yeah, I mean, there are a few other tracks. I mean, there's a new Mariah Carey song, if you want to listen to that, if you're into Mariah Carey. There's a new Trey Songs record with 2 Chains and Yo Gotti, if you want to listen to that. Um, Trey Songs is kind of like, I feel like the era of Trey Songs is like officially over. Really? Yeah. You I, think so? I feel like literally no, he dropped the song and no one gave a fuck. Mm. Not even in the slightest. Not even people in R&B gave a fuck. Because it's just like... Featuring Trace, featuring Two Chains and Yo Gotti, then it's a rap song, and then but it's not actually a rap song; it's R and B song. But mm-hmm. then rappers, the rap people are just like, "Yo, this R and B song, I'm not listening to it." So it's kind of like, eh. Um, Swiss Beats' new album is dropping next week. Ew! He dropped Twenty Five Soldiers featuring Young Thug. You want to hear it? I guess. Yeah, I now I'm intrigued. Swiss Beats. Giving you the same speech impediment beat for this last, I don't even know how many years, nigga. Why are you the way you are? Why am I the way I am? Oh, fuck. He just took the beat, slowed it down. It's the same beat he makes, just slowed down. I feel like he Turn made Young shit Thug off. hard in New York City. He what? That's like a hard New York version of Young Thug. There's also Preach featuring Jim Jones. Oh, that's another drop? Yeah. I feel like the beat is like someone going into labor. It's got to be one of his wives going into labor. Or, or the, the gas before you, someone nuts. <laughs> Let me record these back shots. <laughs> Hold on, Alicia. Oh, my God. All right, that ruined it for me. I didn't like the hook. Um, but, yeah, you know what? These are the loose singles over the mm-hmm. last two weeks or so. He um, might as well just keep dropping music while Uproar is still a hot track. Mm, because yeah. it's all going to fit in the same pocket. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
Restoring the feeling, baby. How did Uproar chart anyway? Let me Probably know. charted a little bit better think... than any other Swiss Beats song in the last five years. You don't have to say that, but you're... Am I right? Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um, let's see. Uproar. It is... Well, the Lil Wayne and Kendrick Lamar song is number two. Uh-huh. Um, Don't the- Cry is like number five. Number five. Uproar, Uproar is seven. Seven. So seven, right know. underneath... And then Let It Fly with Travis Scott. It was number 10 in the country. This will all change by the time this podcast drops. Yeah. So um, just know Lil Wayne had at least four singles in the top 10 at the same time off of a comeback. Best rapper alive. So shout out to him. Um, Let's get into the projects that have dropped over the last two weeks, and let's talk about Sheck West, Mud Boy. Oh, you want to start with the bad news first? Yes, let's start Um, off there. I mean, we'll we'll shift around. Mud Boy, how how do I explain this? Sheck West is an artist... Who a lot of people are saying is like, in terms of New York, had the record of the summer. I don't believe so because I still feel like In My Feelings was way popping in New York. Oh, yeah. Um, you had but, niggas Millie rocking to it. But Mo Bamba like, is incredibly like. It's energy. It's a force. You know the, the fuck shit bitch part? That's his computer. That's the engineer's computer freezing. And mm. that was his reaction. Then the beat comes back in. And he just kept on rapping. Wow. So that lets me know that he's not a songwriter. Oh, yeah. He's just someone who just touched it. Yeah. And it's just go for vibe, a feeling, of anything. Yeah. And that's kind of what this album is. That's what was. they want. They want someone that makes this really raw music mm-hmm. in this really raw sort of DIY way. And it's like, yeah, because that's what the kids like. But it's like, yeah, but a lot of these people are like can still write a song at the end of the day. The little Uzis can still write a song. Mm-hmm. Little Rich the Kids can still write a song. This nigga... This, <laughs> little this, Rich the Kid. <laughs> the Little Richard. <laughs> little Richard the Kid. <laughs> I walk by that boot up. Bap. Ah. Hey. I slapped the perm off that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Tootie fruity. <laughs> wop bop a loo bop a dop Um... The first time I heard Sheck West was Live Sheck West, Die Sheck West. Yeah, and so those two tracks in conjunction made mm-hmm. us believe that this album was going to be something so raw and so powerful. Phenomenal. And then, like, this album comes and we're like, Mud Boy. Mud Boy. Um, you got to whisper, like, like Rolf, like, so Mud Boy. Came, it came out of nowhere, kind of, as well, because I remember he was going on Twitter and he was complaining that he wished that Kanye had worked on his album or gave attention to his album instead of giving attention to Wild Shit. And he is... You know, he's under a label. He's under Travis Scott's label. He's under Good Music. And I think he's also under Interscope, I want to say. Um, but I'm not actually sure. It's only. Uh, but let yes, me get, let me get to the meat and potatoes of this album. Besides the singles that have already come out that mm-hmm. we have thoroughly enjoyed and, you know, put through this bin cycle, mm-hmm. this album is like really tedious to listen to. Yeah, I agree. I think everyone expects. Too lengthy. It's too length. It's too long. It's um, and there's no subs. There's no meat. There's no like after um, you kind of after live check death, live check west, die check west. It's like the stream of consciousness over beats. Yeah, it's it's like I was very sad in my band though. Nothing really cohesive. The song titles don't make sense. There's Kyrie. Turn this shit off. Do Harlem niggas like 
the these art niggas of aren't rap, rapping, or they just like the idea of being a rapper. These niggas enjoy the idea of being a rapper. These niggas aren't rappers. Like if you're thinking about this nigga and Ferg, these niggas are not rappers. Yeah, they just enjoy the idea of being rappers. Yeah, I think to, so. Like to for Ferg, it's like the agenda of fashion and posing and flexing. Yeah. With Shaq West, I think it's just like his wild, rebellious nature just fits in that, and it's better for him to do that than be a basketball player. It's a. <laughs> I think. Well, he used to album, he used to play ball uptown. This album to me is it's just a bad overall debut. Mm-hmm. It's just it's fucking terrible. No direction. This could have been a mix- for something that's for something that's a product of tr- Kanye West's label, which has a certain you know, no matter you know what Kanye is doing right now, that his label has a standard of quality mm-hmm. that we all sort of associate with, and Travis Scott label, which has come with this sort of original sound. And it has sort of been, you know, Travis Scott himself is in this kind of like this peak version of his career where he's like really popping on all cylinders. Like he can't miss. And he can't, he hasn't missed for like the last two years, quite honestly. Um, coming from that sort of creative spectrum. And this album kind of feels like, and maybe we're giving it too much to the labels because he is his own artist and he just create this and it doesn't seem like he had any real help on this. Because I don't think either act really did much outside of tweeting like listen to mud boy it dropped it's in you know it's available on itunes right now so it's kind of like this album lacks direction it lacks cohesion it lacks substance it lacks verses it lacks a whole bunch of things it has energy mm-hmm. give you that mm-hmm. if you if you well, what does energy mean when everything falls flat on its ass yeah i mean what does it mean if there's nothing really a to latch on to, you know. Yeah, there's no sustain. there's no replay value in this album. I only heard this album twice. Yeah. Besides the other songs that I actually enjoy, I only heard this twice. This is m- 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 musty boy music. Yeah, this this definitely smells like this this like all right, this reminds me of if anyone remembers, like this is little spot in Bushwick. Um what the fuck was it called? Like living gallery. Like every once in a while, these these young dudes would throw like a, a like basically just an all trap event, mm-hmm. and that room would just get musty, and it'd just be like Rich the Kid, Travis Scott, and all the other like current rappers playing, mushing, mobbing, mushing, mobbing, and pushing each other around, and it's hot, my nigga. Yeah. It, it smells in there. It smells like like halal topped over in like a, a boy's locker room. Yeah, this is no good. Between this, between you know, it's just. I think everyone's just like whatever, um, because this didn't seem like it wasn't like something that came with major fanfare. This is literally riding off of whatever Mo Bamba is this summer. And Mo Bamba was a hot song this summer, but I don't think the the Mo Bamba, um, Mo Bamba energy will continue to sustain because this this album sucks. It's flat out, it sucks. Um, Fucking garbage, bruh. It just is what it is. Um, yeah, I just burped on the mic. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Which one do you want to get into next? Oh, we can go. We can rip Quavo a new one. Oh, okay. So, Quavo. <clears throat> Quavius Vontavius Jackson. Uh, close enough. That's actually clo- very close to his actual name. Um, Quavo Huncho. The debut solo album of Quavo. That fucking cover is terrible. I don't know what was the decision on that, but you know what? I think he did explain it, and I just didn't care. I want you to make a collage of my face with random woodland items. But I want you to do it with your ass. It looks like a Thanksgiving centerpiece going wrong. Um, <laughs> it looks like macaroni art. 
<laughs> than with actual images. Quavo to me. All right, so this album oh, man. would have been a scorcher if it nigga. Came if out you like... look, if you squint while looking at the cover, it looked like Anthony Fantano with nigga lips. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it, this album. I don't even know if this album should have ever came out. It I want to say like this album should have came out like two years ago, but it's like the no. thing with Quavo is you know it's fucked up. It's that I enjoy the second half of this album more than I enjoy the first half and because I of all I... the features. Exactly. See, the features cover up the stink, the funk. You know. So here's my um, here's my take about Quavo. Quavo is like, I feel like we gassed him to death. But granted, he's don't get me wrong. I think Quavo's talented. The uh-huh. melodies he comes up with, the songs he come up with, he plays a very vital role in Migos. Mm-hmm. I don't think either Motorsport, Bad and Bougie, Handsome and Wealthy, Fight Night, all these other things. I mean, something. I mean, I'm sure Takeoff and Offset helped as well. But a lot of it oh, yeah. was because of what Quavo brought to the track. So I do think he's an important factor into this. But I think he's a factor in the sense of just like, I don't say. I don't think he's a lead. From this, it doesn't seem like he's a lead. Mm-hmm. Based on all the features on it and everyone kind of anticipating the features. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like gone into this role of like a feature guy, a supporting guy, someone who supports a song and makes a song great. He's done that for a lot of songs over his career. I mean, I have a playlist, Quavo Maximus, um, released on RNC Radio. Uh, let's see. Just promote the playlist. I mean... People can listen to it if they want to on RNC Radio. You can subscribe on Apple Music or SoundCloud. I'm just, if you want to. But. If you want to. I. Hold on. They're around here somewhere. Quavius Maximus. Okay. Quavo Maximus. Um, Like songs like. I Get the Bag. Yep. That intro. Right. Yep. I Get the Bag and Tumble You just for bed and fumble Like. The things that Quavo does on this song mm-hmm. makes it incredible. Pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, um, shit. Like, a lot of different songs. Congratulations with Post Malone. But this album. This album. It ain't it. It ain't it because he's forced to be the lead player and sort of carry the songs. And if he ever And support thinks, the songs. Because the thing is, and if he ever thinks about doing this, it's like to make it a smaller project would behoove him, nigga. It would make this way better. If this shit was just, like, chopped down to the second half and you only made it about maybe, like, five, six tracks, this shit would have been, like, way better than, and way more tolerable than this, plus that fucking Nicki track where it's just, like... Is Huncho he apo- dreams, baby. Is he apologizing? No, he's not. Or is he saying that he wants to just eat her ass? No. He's saying, like... He, he's pretty much saying, like... I fucked you, ha, ha, ha. I, you know, she's saying a lot. She's talking a lot of shit, but I, I basically, it's a, it's a lot of, you talking a lot of shit, but I beat, so, man. Ah. This is a song, like, I beat. That's I beat. weird. I beat. Um, you weirdo. So everything you're, you're uh. saying is, you know, null and void, because guess what? I beat. Still and beat, though. Still beat, though. That's the name of the song. This is that. Hunt your dreams. Still beat, though. Um... Let's see. I, you know what's the crazy thing that you said this about the song about uh, if we cut it in half? I don't. I think even if you cut this in half, this wouldn't have been that impressive. Because remember when he dropped those three singles? He dropped Lamb Talk, Bubblegum, and and um, Working Me. Yeah. And they're like cool songs, but none of them are like 
motorsport or like bad and bougie or just like those t-shirt like crazy i you know huge songs yeah and it could be you know it could be part of it could be oversaturation of migos but then you have offset and like everyone wants to hear the next offset verse mm-hmm. like because offset is like killing it in terms of just like rapping you know street talk gun talk everything like that his wife he's the, cheating on her he's the seth rollins of migos where this guy's the Roman Reigns and take off his and Dean Ambrose. I don't know because Roman Reigns, I'd, I'd actually enjoy to watch him have a match. Well, some this... people enjoy Quavo. Okay, but he's he's the front he's the front guy. He's the nigga in the middle. You know? Yeah. He's always the nigga, the nigga in, in the middle. middle. <laughs> he's the nigga in the middle. The nigga in the that's middle. That's how that's how um, groups work. That's how it's worked since you know, Supreme's Destiny's Child. Nah, those SWV. those groups way back in the day, it was. One person and everybody else. Mm. It wasn't ever just like the whole group. I think people genuinely believe at some point, 2016, like, yo, Quavo is the Quavo's the man. Oh, everyone was gassing it. Every every if you didn't have a phase where you thought Quavo was the shit, yeah. you're probably a it's liar. Like, oh, what's the best Migos? Of course it's, it's Quavo, Quavo, nigga. Like, yeah, niggas branded him the Beyonce Amigos. But I also feel like people didn't People couldn't distinguish really between all three of them. That, yeah, that's another thing. Now in this age, it's easier to tell the it's difference. It's easier to tell them apart because, first of all, they've done solo stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they've raised their profile so much to the point of where, like, I think Takeoff not being on Bad and Bougie mm. helps you know when the fuck Takeoff is on a song. Okay. Because you're like, okay, he wasn't on Bad and Bougie, so Offset is rapping, and it must be Quavo doing the Quavo thing that he does. Because I feel like people couldn't really tell who the fuck was rapping at what point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, you we've got to distinguish, but I think Quavo Huncho is... It won't, it'll, it'll go down as a misstep mm. in terms of 2018 releases, just because it's like, he's had so much success before... And the success hasn't really sustained, and kind of he dropped this, and like it's not working. Mm-hmm. None of these songs grab you. I've I like the Lose It song featuring Lil Baby, because mm-hmm. Lil Baby murked it. Oh, Lil Baby does as Lil Baby does. Um, I feel like Lil Baby's learning to rap while rapping. Yeah, and it <laughs> it still sounds good. He's like a Dragon um, Ball Z character that's learning to fight while actually fighting. Little Oob. Yeah, Little Oob. There we go. Little Oob. Little Oob. Um. Rerun Travis Fuck 12 Scott. with an offset. Fuck 12 is fire. Uh, what's this other? There's another track on here, and I forget what it's called. I don't know if... That fucking Champagne Rosé shit, that need to go somewhere. J- Jarbage. Um, Jarbage? What about this? Produced by Take Keith. It's a little different. The intro is different for Take Keith, but it... Yeah, because it's not like heavy piano use. But it gets to Take Keith pretty soon. That's all right. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Sure. Is it? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Did you? I know you said the second half. Is it this joint? Yeah, I did like this one. This is the one. It's like zapping Rogers Quavo. <laughs> <laughs> Computer love <laughs> Ask Quavo <laughs> I was like I love this Oh my god <laughs> Stir fry tartu 
Yeah, Surfer really carried that last album. I don't oh care what it Yes, it did. <laughs> that album. Everyone was like, Surfer is trash. And I was like, nigga, this shit is hard. This shit is hard, nigga. This shit is hard. This is the best use of a Pharrell beat in a thousand years. Old people like Surfer. Exactly, nigga. <laughs> it, got your, it got your Meemaw dancing to fucking Migos. Boom. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. This is that new Stevie? Goddamn. That was produced by Pharrell. So, yeah. Shout out to Pharrell and Amigos being a weird. If, well, nah, mix work. it's like I think that was a Neptune's beat, but whatever. You thought Chad was doing something? Yeah, because that was that was some not spacey shit. Yeah, that was not some just like standard like <laughs> like Pharrell's like Horn, weird drums, um, <laughs> claps, four bar counting. Yeah, 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 something like that. Like yeah, it was on the boom, 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 boom. I wanna go all the way. Um, I'm trying to eat your butt, girl. Let's see. He's got production, pr- production, production <laughs> here from Wheezy um, on that song. Wheezy out of here with "Flip the Switch" featuring Drake. Drake didn't even. I feel like he didn't even get a good Drake verse on this fucking album. You can't always get a good Drake verse every time. Here's a here's a hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Busby, if you're listening to this, you're probably gonna love this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know this is gonna be very mean. Go um, ahead. We might be getting an oversaturation of Drake. We might be hitting peak Drake levels. I can't wait to see that interview on uh, the, that barbershop show with um, LeBron James. Oh, yeah. It's tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's tonight? It's tonight. Oh, I guess I'll just catch the rerun then. Well, I got HBO yeah, Go. Just, it's whatever. You know, it's internet, baby. Come on. It's, it's available. Um, he has been everywhere so hard for the last, like, when did God Plan drop? February. Since February, he's mm-hmm. been everywhere so hard. Almost died at that cage match. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I've seen this nigga he's been be everywhere, a, this, nigga. I've seen this nigga kill a bear with his My, bare hands he, at the age of nine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shitting myself He was backing right up Conor McGregor. My man's with LeBron James. Mm-hmm. He's on SNL. He's on In My Feelings, which is a big record. God's Plan, which is a big record. Nice for What, which is a big record. Um, Sicko Mode, another big record. Um, this fucking he's on he's on the Bad Bunny joint. He's on you know a Two Chain song. He's on everybody. He's on literally the entire. I'm glad I don't listen to radio because I'd be like, Yo, Drake again, nigga. Yeah, I'm so glad that we have the control in, like, our hands yeah, for yeah, this yeah. stuff. So it's kind of like this era of Drake, I feel like we're peaking, we're, we may be hitting peak saturation because there's just a lot of Drake happening all at the Is same he going to be known as a legend without a classic album? Because niggas, yeah. niggas can never agree on it. Yeah, I think he will. That's I think lit. he will because he's... he's so that'll be his accolade, like how Jay was, the like, the highest-grossing rapper that's never signed. Mm-hmm. He was signed. He was signed to Def Jam. Nah. Yeah. He was on Rockefeller. Rockefeller slash Def Jam. I get. I mean, exactly. The semantics of it is he's never signed. His label was just absorbed. Uh, I don't know about all of that. I mean, yeah, in a sense. I mean, you don't. Know it's I'm tricky, not right? Sure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's tricky. Um. So, but. Um. Quavo. <laughs> Man. Tough break. Um, it's whatever he'll bounce back they'll, 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 there's gonna be a culture three and we're gonna love at least like a couple singles off of it I just think the Negos themselves need to slow down they're not gonna slow down especially the Offset album is coming um, really? according to Offset's mom um, <laughs> mom <Offset>. said <laughs> <laughs> Offset's mom mama um, at the American Music Awards oh yes my baby's working on an album 
<laughs> he said, "I said, ooh, baby, take your time." <laughs> For some reason, like she's talking like their actual PR. Like she's like they talked to her mom, and it was like it's still three of them. Take is working on his solo album, which releases soon after Quavo. Each of them are releasing solo projects. Um, uh, his mom, oh, his mom responded to a fan on Instagram. Get your mom off Instagram. Mama, <laughs> stay snitch. Um, so that happened, and then it became a news article. So mm-hmm. now we know. I mean, I think it was a given that all three were gonna have those solo releases. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know if this is the order you want to go down, but I think everyone's like, "Yo, we got Quavo out the way," because now Offset's kind of like stage, like blow everyone out the fucking water, mm-hmm. and then Takeoff is like, he might drop like a neo soul album <laughs> with like a hat. <laughs> like take off to the stars, baby, and it's just like Quavo. <laughs> He's doing like fucking Sinatra covers. Take off featuring Bilal. Oh no! <laughs> take off Thundercat and Bilal. I just wanna be on bad and bougie. Yeah, um, bro, why'd you do me like that? Let's talk about this LMA album. Really? Don't you want to do Usher first? Mm, you want to do? Let's do Usher. Usher's then. is like short, so it's like real fast. Let's I feel do like- Usher. All right, so this album, to much of your dismay and displeasure, is actually very good. I like that. Album. Yeah, it's like, it's <laughs> like I was like, oh, this you is. You know, really- what? I like moments of the album. There are moments that I don't like. Yeah. It. All right, so the story of this album is, or at least the story they want us to believe, Usher and like other Usher that isn't Usher because those <laughs> niggas look the Usher's same. Usher's clone. And <laughs> that's really good with a piano. Yeah. Um, Zaytoven, Niggas can't tell him. me they don't look alike. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Same fucking guitar pick ass head. So yesterday we learned that Usher was going to drop a new album mm-hmm. at midnight. He pretty much this is a surprise release. Mm-hmm. Um, the story of the album goes, because this is how these sort of telling us, like, this was real organic music. Like, we didn't plan this. We just went in the record, recorded eight things, made an album, pressed it up, sent it to the label. It got approved and everything got moving forward. That's how they kind of want to pitch it. I don't know if everything is that sort of, you know, open and shut because this is the music industry. But um, Usher and Zaytoven, I don't think it's a collaboration that many people anticipated. Um, but it's here. Uh, features from Gunna. Mm-hmm. Features from Future. Um, mm-hmm. Eight tracks, 27 minutes, real smooth, easy listen. It's called A. A. Um, he's the... There's a whole interview on Apple Music in the editor's notes. Um, and by the way, uh, Apple Music, I don't know if it's supposed to be called editor's notes, but it should the apostrophe should be in a different place. Um, yeah, because it's not already, like, ending with an S. Yeah. Like, when I use my name and I write up, like, do a possessive, the apostrophe goes before my S. Before your I mean, well, you know what I Carlos. mean. Carlos's. Carlos's, but you don't... You, you put don't, the apostrophe after that. Yeah, after it. Right. And I don't... But... Your name you, is special. You have a special name. No, it just ends in an S, it's so just, you wouldn't have you to... You have a special name, a name of... I didn't know that until I was, like, in sixth grade, mm-hmm. and, like, a teacher was writing, like, like, look, you wrote a biography, but look at this. Look at these <laughs> things. Just circling <laughs> everything. Things. And I was oh, just like, damn, nigga. Damn. I don't even cook. speak this language at home. Shut up. Let me cook. Um, He says... um, Because this is his birthday, and he turned 40. Um, he's here at 40? He's 40. Wow. Usher's 40. We're fucking old. Wow. Um, Usher I re- came out when he was a kid. Yeah, he was. And we were also kids. And now he's 40. I mean, I was a kid. I don't know what he was doing. Um, when I was 25, I didn't think I had 
I didn't have to think as much because I didn't have expectation to live up to. The more successful you are, the more you analyze where you are and what you should put out and what people want. But when, but when you give them a choice to just be in the moment saying, pay attention to the single, people want to feel like they're connected again where you are, not to a campaign. Hmm. This is kind of true. Um, wow. Um, okay, Usher. The Overthrow the government. <laughs> Down with the bourgeoisie. And when they said um, the question was, the A is for Atlanta, you and Future have gone on here. What is it about the city right now that made you want to write this love letter to it? He says, I'm not certain I would call this a love letter. I think Atlanta is a collaboration around genre and feelings, not a sound. It's a melting pot. It's mm-hmm. not Nashville where it's just country. It's not Los Angeles with gang culture. It's not Chicago where it's a specific feeling. Atlanta is inclusive of all things. It's melodic, it's trap, a little R&B. It's all one of those things in one song. Yeah, it's pretty much the mecca of music right now. Yeah. Um. So, well, which song anyway. is your favorite currently on A? Um. Not gonna lie, peace time. Peace I really time. like peace time. Peace time is a joint. You know, I feel like if we weren't saying fuck R. Kelly, R. Kelly would have been on this. R. Kelly would have done. R. Kelly. It would have been R. Kelly and Zaytoven. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Oh yeah. We would have done. We would have been heard R. Kelly Zaytoven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If he wasn't such a sack of shit. Um, He's using his voice at like 30%. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'm only at 30% of my power, saying. Um, First of all, if this nigga ever talked to me like that, I'd be like, damn, we got to kill you, bro. Oh, my God. I like, I want to say She Ain't Tell You. Oh, yeah, She Ain't Tell You is a good one. But this is real adult contemporary trap. Yes. This is this is what the birds sing Brian McKnight in the trap sounds like. <laughs> this is what that album title sounds like. That's what it should have been called, birds in yeah. trap sing Brian McKnight instead of just McKnight. Um, Ada. What is Ada? What? Let me see. ATA. All right, it's not playing. Whatever. There we go. They told me being extra, just so I could hear his drop. It's like, shut up, nigga, first. Goddamn, nigga. Talking so much stuff. Shout out to Gunner for getting on this. Yeah, well, Gunner's on everything. He's on this song, but he's on the album. Like... Yes, Usher, that's it. Lele. I feel like people are going to sleep on this project because it's Usher, he's 40, and he's collaborating with Zaytoven, and he's dropping trap music, which is not his general sound. Mm -hmm. People generally want... I, I get why people are mad. People want a certain ver- version of Usher. I don't. Because I get that. People got to let go of their nostalgia. No, nah, it's not even that. It's just like when you want Usher, you know what you're getting with Usher. And you also know what he's capable of from the joints that he's made. So when you reach this, this kind of record, and it's kind of a sound that everyone else is doing, Future, mm-hmm. Migos. Nothing, yeah. no one in his sort of, I mean, Jeremiah, Ty Dolla Sign, like, you, you're excused for those because they're of this new era. But this is a classic sort of, you know, artist, 
Usher is someone who made you don't have to call, you don't got it bad, and you. Well, I forgot what the you remind burn. me. Oh yeah, and, and all of the back to back to back. Yeah. And it's just like, damn, this nigga just killed it. And then he made, you know, Burn and Yeah and all these other things. And he's just kind of like, it's it's different to hear an artist go out of their comfort yeah. zone. But I'm kind of trying to take this music as what it is. And yeah. is it good or not? And it's okay. Um, But I completely understand why people would not want to fuck with this. Because some people like Usher that sings fucking ballads and tells them you know there goes my baby like some people love that shit i love that shit so i can't i can't even be mad when i first heard this shit i was like oh this nigga going through a midlife crisis huge midlife crisis and he probably still is i don't know but you know it's interesting um usher is always the one who sort of kind of chased the times and never sort of said like this is the sound you know that we're going for like reinvented the sound. The only time I can remember him doing that was like climax and like you don't have to call him shit like that. But he's always been like a after confessions he's always chased the sound. But mm-hmm. you know this feels this feels good. This feels good. Um, LMA or drip too hard or drip harder. Ooh. LMA and we'll finish with drip hard. LMA. Now this album is really good. R and B. R&B at its finest. LMA, new mm-hmm. artist. Uh, I like it. It's She's on the cover of Billboard magazine currently because mm-hmm. she is in the running. Um, or at least she is. Someone pointed out she got the same teeth as D- Pete Davidson and I haven't stopped laughing. Oh, my God. She got those, like, rounded cartoon teeth like the niggas <laughs> from Big Mouth. Oh, my God. Um, LMA is on the cover of Billboard because she is, in terms of their own 2019 Grammy preview, she is someone who they feel like could you know, be boot nominated up, for Best New Artist or could be nominated for a lot of great songs. But she has, you know, you, you've you already heard on this podcast already she's had success with Boot Up, became a top 10 single in the country. Trip. The first. The controversy that is Trip. Um, trip, top 20, still mm-hmm. moving up. Um Boot Up was essentially for R&B a very big record for R&B as becoming the first solo R&B hit to hit the top 10 on Billboard in really God knows how long because it's really just been a long time since a record, an R&B song that was just R&B, didn't have any other inflections on it, trap or anything like that, just hit the top 10. Mm-hmm. Very organic touch. Um, if you like 2000s R&B, you're going to love this record to me. Um some people are complaining because they don't like the talking at the end of the record. Uh, here's here's a quick solution for those people. If you get a DJ's version, it will not have any of that shit. Well, there you go. The non-album like DJ versions that people put up on the internet for like DJ record pools do not have that shit. They usually get ri- like they cut those out usually. I like own it. Own it. Own it is really good. Onan is her talking nasty. Mm-hmm. And I like that shit. And I'm like, yo, she probably got like the body of a 13-year-old boy, but... Oh, my God. She looked really small. She looks like really, really small. Yeah. She looks like she could be a Nickelodeon star. Yeah, she looked like she could have been a Nickelodeon star. So it's really itty-bitty. Um, she dropped a new song featuring Chris Brown, What she, You Ma Call It. She's pro- oh, this is wild because this is this is This is like, about cheating and This like, is a cuckold okay. jam. This is a cuckold jam, OD. <laughs> and she's just like cool with it. She's, she's like, like And we're just like mm, 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 mm. And I'm like, damn. 
It's not cheating. It's a what you call it. I was like, damn, bitch. No, you ain't cheating. <laughs> no matter what you call it, you're cheating. You're cheating. Nah. Imagine you go up. You're like, nah, baby, it's not cheating. It's a what you call it. And you get the slap shit out. You get the shit slapped out of you. <laughs> um, listen. Got what you call it. We have cheap shot. It's just a whole bunch of great. It's a it's a great sort of. If you like 2000s R&B, and I'm talking about like Trey Songs, Neo, um, mm-hmm. probably old Beyonce, um, <laughs> old like Beyonce, Mariah Carey, and whatever 2000s era, which I was listening to. I was listening to Emancipation of Mimi the other day. What? She fucking she killed that shit. All the fucking songs in that shit is fire. Anyway, um, this is a. This is a win for LMA, this is a win for R&B, and probably most importantly, it's a win for DJ Mustard. <laughs> Shout out to my niggas that look like Sharp Pace. Uh, <laughs> um, DJ Mustard, you know, kind of floated without a major hit for a long time, but I feel like he can really put his, like, in terms of 10 Summers as a label, you can say, like, listen, I got one. If you have anything, you got one with LMA. Mm-hmm. And this may be where he starts, and maybe he gets another one that sort of pops off. But Boot Up was a big record. Trip is currently a big record. Um, I don't know where they're going to a third single. If it were up to me, i choose the Chris Brown shit. To me, it's a layup. It's just kind of like, they got Chris Brown on it. You really you can just, you can't really do any wrong with it. Um, but there's a number of records on here that you could just really kind of go with. And, mm-hmm. you know, everything can sort of move on the radio. Um I say go for it if you want to listen to it. It's a really, it's a really. If good you R&B enjoy R and B, this the shit. This the shit, quite honestly. Um, and let's wrap things up with little baby and gonna drip harder. Now this, this too hard, don't get too hard. My niece knows that song. She is nine. Good, because <laughs> they're the future of rap. Um, <laughs> the future is as the future does. Future is future. <laughs> First of all, this art, this art, giving me all the slime season three vibes. Listen, this art was amazing. This is set to do, or you know, the weird thing is, this is set to sell like over one hundred twenty thousand records in this first week, mm-hmm. mostly based on streaming because they're like streaming artists. It's like one hundred twenty k, which is like crazy because it's the first week sale, and it's more than Young Thug has ever sold in any of his first weeks ever. That's fine. That shows the power. They're that go tanks right now. I mean, yeah, I mean, but Goku is still Goku, you know what I'm saying? Um, drip too hard, don't get too close. I love this song. How do you feel about the combination of Lil Baby and Gunna? Sometimes I forget who's who. <laughs> like, I close my ears and I'm listening to music and I'm like... And it's just like, Lil Baby Gunna. I have to focus on how they're speaking. Oh, was that Young Thug? Oh. I have to focus on how they're speaking to remember who it is. Who do you think this is right this now? This little baby. That's Gunner. Ah. Gunner sounds fat. <laughs> Gunner sounds like he's fat. Oh my god. He got god. that in his voice that let me know he's. <laughs> you what you mean? Like he's a fucking That's, fish. They call it, I think Patton Oswald called it B word fat. Where it's like every every B word sounds like this like because you your eating. cheeks are so soft. Like you got something in your mouth. Um, Belly, fucking, was it business is business? Like that off white V loan. Good use of two features. Good use of nav. 
Yeah, good use of both of these niggas. Um, I thought this album. I like parts of this album. Yeah, I don't like everything. No, I feel like it's too long for anyone to like everything. A lot of people I, are saying this album is very like it's weak. Sort of here, right here in this middle section, right here is where it gets. Weak. It starts strong and it finishes super strong yeah. with like these two last oh my tracks. God, you finish with fucking the single, and then you finish with Drake. Yeah. What? Let's talk. This is a no-brainer for the next Yeah, Ty Keith and Turbo. And first of all, no-brainer. You have Ty Keith, who's popping right now. He's got one of the top 10 singles in the country with Sickle Mode and has had a top 10 single for pretty much all this year. You have Drake on the song. Mm -hmm. Drake opens the song. So everyone who listens to it thinks it's a Drake song. And you already, like, fall in love and you're married to the song already because it's like, oh, Drake is on his Drake shit. No cap. No cap. Um, shout to Anaya, who just, like, randomly in, like, IG was just, like, she just dropped no cap, and she was like, I don't know what that means. And I was just like, you said it right. <laughs> and she was just like, I lit. And I was just like, great. <laughs> oh, man, Anaya. All right. Shout to Anaya. Um, Niggas really said this was better than Super Slimy, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You got a little too much dip on your chip there. <laughs> whoa, whoa. This isn't because Young Thug and Future just... Thug, Young Thug and Future are like... Savvy. Yeah, they just Veterans. Know. They're writing raps in their sleep, nigga. They don't, they, don't, they don't have to do all the flips and fucking moves, <laughs> nigga. It's just a wrist lock, and, they put, <laughs> and, they're, and they're working it for about 20 minutes. It's like, damn, that wrist This nigga really working that wrist lock, baby. It's, it's, a, it's like a match between Din Malen- Dean Malenko and Chris Jericho, yeah. nigga. It's, it's, it's watching two this niggas. This is the Young Bucks. It's yeah, some exactly. Jumping. Yeah, mad super kicks. <laughs> 40 super kicks. Oh, my God. But, yes, listen, this is it. Um, I, for one, this isn't the greatest album for me, but I do play it. And mm-hmm. I can play it through real quickly. It's only 30 minutes. I played it in the background while I work it on other shit. It really just works to me. I don't think you should pick anything. For, I mean, some albums you want to pick something, but I think this is a good, like, backgrounder. Mm-hmm. Like, you can rock this in the background. You And you just you set the trap ambiance, you know? Trap ambiance. You just kind of, like, you set the trap mood. You don't have that's... to. It's just some shit that's playing in the background. And you Trap just... ambiance sounds like niggas <laughs> in the booth with candles lit and a gun just in the dark. <laughs> the candle is a gun. <laughs> it is just like. I smoke you like a Yankee candle, boy. Oh, my God. But, yes, listen, you set the trap ambiance to this album, but. Drip harder, there it is. Listen, a lot of releases over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Too many to fucking count, and nigga. We, and we covered it this entire show. Yep. Um, um, we get, as you heard, probably next show that we have, we're going to talk about the Cheremai. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Tory Lanes. We're going to talk about I don't know who else drops. Um, we'll talk about them. Um, yeah. This has been Two Bells Podcast. Episode 159. Episode 159, baby! You're the man. You got a good, you got a good voice. Uh, no, nah, I don't. It's, it's that voice from Big Mouth. Like, there's a hormone monster that's like, he's like decrepit and falling apart. This one boy has like problems. Like, I don't even know. He's got like, he's only got like two pubic hairs and shit like that. And mm-hmm. he got a shitty hormone monster on top of that. I remember those days. 
I don't. See you next week. All right. <laughs> 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 bye bye.